back to the DS Chronicles, a Demon Slayer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chaz. And I'm Ronnie. And today we're covering Demon Slayer, Season 1, Episode 6, Swordsman Accompanying a Demon. You That is the spot where I would usually pounce all over you. But it's a bad name. It's a very bad title of an episode. Like, not very creative bad. at all. Lengthy. Lengthy, the word accompanying. Yeah, is just it's not a tough a, one. It's, it's tough and it's not fun to say. Un- accompanying. Accompanying. It, is liter- it-, it literally sounds Japanese, like I'm speaking in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's just, it's not a good, it's bad name, bad name. It should be Swordsman Accompanied by a Demon. Yeah, I was thinking about it too, when I was like, what would I name the episode? If you wanted to keep the same meaning, yeah. sword, Swordsman plus Demon. It's a good one too, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what did you think about this episode? I I liked it. I liked it pretty good. The It's cool to see him now, he's in it. That's the thing about this show. Like, it does, it moves quick. You know, there's not really, like, last episode was the most we've really had of kind of a setup where nothing really happened. It was kind of just the end of the uh, the event or whatever it was called. I, what I am worried about is, is it just like a monster of the week okay. um, kind of show? All right. Yeah, this, uh, this one was cool, though. I thought it was a cool, like, little power it had we'll get to that later but you said last uh last episode you had fun just sitting back watching taking notes i same thing on this same thing for this one so let's get right into it we get a look at tanji just looking absolutely fire in his checkered green outfit first day of school it is and he gets a mental picture yurikodaki gives a mental picture i know they don't i don't know if they have photography in this day and age but He definitely gives a little mental picture of it, thinking... And you don't think he's got God. the artistic chops to make it happen that way, so mm-hmm. he just goes mental? I mean, he looks... I remember seeing Giyu for the first time in his outfit and being like, oh, that is so badass. Tanji, same vibe here. Well, I'll tell you what the star of the show is, what really catches the eye. It's the white belt. That is what it is. Now, you on a recent Patreon episode said that you have never and will never buy your own belt. Yep, never. What do you think about the white belt? Now, the white belt, that's one of those where I would risk stealing it in a store. Okay. To, yeah, to go to jail. All right. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, risk it for the white belt, of course. Now, I'm more of a brown belt guy, though, with brown shoes. That's when I do dress attire, that's what I do. Yeah, what, you what have your you? mom, you're like, oh, mom, make sure you get the right color belt to match with my shoes. Do you go black belt, black shoes? If you have I only tire? have... As far I only have black belts, so when I am wearing a belt, I only wear black shoes. I know the rules. I know the rules, but you know, I know it might come as a shocker to people, but Ronnie doesn't do a whole lot of dressing to the nines, you know? Yeah. You're always dressing to the tens. You're looking Thank you, buddy. Snazzy as always. Thank you, buddy. So yeah, we then we go straight into the OP. Another banger, dude. I I listen to this every time, okay? You can't say another banger. It's the same first of all, it's not a banger. How many times do we have to talk about this? It's a bop. And it's the same bop. Yeah, but are you telling me you don't listen to it? No. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. Okay, well, you need to tighten up your Japanese. And I also don't believe that you listen to it every time as well. You've told me that. 
Just don't think it's... There's, there's like three OPs that I listen to every time. Obviously, The Rumbling, greatest OP of all time. I don't care what anybody says. This one, whatever it's called. Right, it's that another some, name. Probably some Japanese name. Yep. And then Brave Shine and the Fate, uh, Fate Stay Night series. Okay, those three, listen to every time. Also got them on my Spotify playlist. I mean, that makes sense, but you just there's no way you don't hit the skip button. Anyways, we got Sensei Yurokodaki. He's explaining to Tanji that the Demon Slayer outfit that he's wearing is a fabric that's quite breathable. Okay, it repels moisture and it won't burn easily. Now, repels moisture. Is this some sort of fabric science that we have not come up with? I'm familiar with moisture wicking, wicking material, the dry fit material that, you know, yeah. takes it, but yet the shirt still breathes. Is that what he's talking about? Does he just say a different name? Repel. That I mean, what does that make it seem like? It makes it seem like the moisture is running away. Yeah, anytime I hear the word repel, I just think of Pokemon. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ever use repel potions? Yeah. Okay. They just don't last long enough. No. You, I know, and I know, don't come at me with, oh, Ronnie, there's a super repel. Of course well, I know about the super repel. Because we have repellents, don't we? For bugs and stuff in the real world that we spray on us, right? Yeah. So what is what is the definition of repel? Look it up, Chaz. I'm on it. But Define it, repel. It, they went with like a brown outfit. What did you think about the brown? I think it goes well with the, the checkered style. I, he makes it work. You know, you tell me brown with green and black jacket over it. Drive or force an attack or attacker back or away. See, that's pretty crit. He's wearing clothing that attacks moisture. And then here's another here's another side definition of it: be repulsive or distasteful to. Mm-hmm. So like when you always so me with women. Yeah, I mean that's every time I'm near a woman, they always it's I'm basically a woman repellent. Yeah. Okay. Now at least I've got a name for what I'm doing. <laughs> know what to call it. He then says that low-level demons couldn't even bite or tear through this fabric. So we've got some heavy-duty fabric on our hands. And that is just, that's like some, that's like upselling a product that doesn't actually mean anything. Like how many low-level demons is he going to just be constantly running across that he lets start biting him? Yeah, exactly. Especially when he starts getting better and better. It's like they're not going to do anything to him. It's like being like, um, it's like me giving you a some armor and being like yeah it's actually it's repellent or it's strong enough to withstand toddlers attacking you with swords it's like yeah i got them by myself i don't need armor it doesn't actually mean anything like once you get to the top level watch out for those swords but if like a five-year-old comes strolling up to you it will defend against that (laughs) doesn't mean anything it doesn't low level demon bites what yeah, yeah, that's like, well, I mean, I c- it could mean something, because if there was something to ward off my uh, little five-year-old cousin who attacks me, I would so take it. That kid is built different. He's scary. Keep an yeah. eye on him. He's literally, I've said this before, he is Aaron Yeager at that age. Yeah. I would not be surprised by the time he gets to nine or ten years old that he brutally murders Okay. Um, All a right. few human yep. traffickers Fantastic. which is which is an awesome thing to do don't get me wrong he's like a 10 year old uh punisher yeah. 
Oh, okay. So, he then says, the Nitrin Swords color changes from Slayer to Slayer. He didn't say Slayer to Slayer. I added that I in. like that. Yeah. Slayer to Slayer. And he said, not many people have the sword become black. So, he says, little is actually known for what that even means. Which is pretty cool that even Yuro Kodaki, as long as this guy's been around. Well, all of his, uh, all of his students... He's only had two ever make it through the <laughs> exam, so he's only going off pretty much two people. But yeah, he's like, you are actually—they're pretty rare. My other two students that survived have green swords, so this is a first for me. He said they are said to be wielded by swordsmen who won't go far, and I'm calling bullshit right here. Okay? He's like, <laughs> it's the classic. We talked about this in the Patreon episode that we recorded yesterday. Okay. Hit us up on the Patreon if you're interested. Yeah, $5 a month. com slash podcast chronic. We talked about this before. You got to give somebody negative comments like that to motivate mm-hmm. them. Okay, He's yeah. motivating them right here. He's saying, well, people say that when you get a black sword, you're not going far. So then Tanji gets a little motivation kicked in him. Yeah, because in his head, he's like, oh, well, people also said anyone who is a uh, trainee of one Red Rocket dies in... <laughs> Dies right at the beginning. They don't even become one. They get eaten. He's like, look at me now. Yeah, they get eaten by a monster, 47 of them to be precise. (laughs) But Tanji, what I like about him, he just smiles and it doesn't even phase him that he says that. Um, Because he knows that his goal is to help his sister. His main goal is just to get his sister back to human. That's interesting because I... He's got to be the only one with that goal. All the others have to be like going for straight up vengeance for like their families that I have could, died from demons i or, could see like 80 percent of them their families died for demons from demons and they're they're going yeah. for it and then maybe other ones are just like they just feel the cause like the noble cause right. maybe so yeah i like that he's a little unique in that perspective so then yurokodaki points out he's got a box with him it's made from cloud mist pine which is a badass name that is sick Cloud Mist Pine, that just sounds like a scent. That sounds like a scent that you put in your, a candle scent that you just have to have lit at all times. And you know what's going on here? It's the tree. It's one of the tallest growing trees in the world. And so it is up there with the clouds and the mist. Therefore, gravity doesn't have as big of a pull on it, which makes it very light wood. Hence why you use it for carrying devices. Yeah. I did a lot of research on cloud mist pine. Um, what is the trees that are actually like the biggest ones? What are those called? The again? redwood trees. Redwoods, yeah. I've never been there. Have you been to the redwood forest? I've not. We need to go vlog yeah. it. Okay, me and you. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll go see some trees. I love them. This uh, box here, you got to decorate it a little bit better. It looks like a casket. It does, but I like the the black what is it like black steel little frame that it has mm-hmm. on it that looks kind of cool it gave it a little it does partially make it look like a casket though i think it should like we should in pink lettering like write nezuko on it or something cute like that or like have like a like a butterfly drawn yeah or niched into it yeah if we don't want people to know that someone's back there we don't have to like downright say like oh hey human in the back yeah but just like a little let her express her personality a little bit Yep, maybe she does it eventually. She's like, I'm tired of this thing, and just starts decorating, decorating it, yeah. doing some crafts. Put a couple Z's on it, like, uh, or how about this? It says, like, quiet, 
sleeping sleeping demon yeah. aboard. You know, like those demon those aboard. bumper stickers. Yeah. Um. So he made this box for him. I thought that this guy had nothing else to offer for Tanji. Multiple times he has said this. That's what he said. But he has done so many things since saying that. Turns out he's been doing. He's been going to the wood shop for the past three months, and like he put three different coats of stain on this. Yeah, just really took his time with it, and it's built nice. It's just need a little more personality on it. So then we got Yurikodaki. Before Tanji sets off, he walks up to him. He buttons his button, does another favor for him. Cute. His top button, and I put here that is when you know you've become a man. Okay, when a father, a lot of times a father will do this for the son that is going to their graduation maybe on mm-hmm. their you know 18th year of living or going to a wedding or getting married. When a father does that for you, it's just like one of the most wholesome moments you can they have. they like button life. up your pants? Not, no, 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 I said the upper part, the shirt oh. collars, yeah. Okay. Not button up your pants. If you can't do that, then do you have your dad button up your pants? Well, not anymore. Oh, okay. Like- so yeah, we got Nezuko. She's chilling back there. And Real quick though, classic anime trope: when someone leaves, like when a character leaves, show me a single anime where at one point a character says goodbye to someone and immediately immediately walks twenty five to forty five yards away and then turns to turn around, around and wave. as the sun is setting yep. and waves a big old goodbye. Every anime. It's so cute, man. Because that never happens. Well, actually, when I was a young child, okay, this is pretty, this is also pretty cute. My mom would drive me to school. This is like kindergarten, first grade. I would start walking in. She would walk in with me to the, you know, whatever the office thing is. And I would start walking up. If you ever have been to my elementary school, and I'm sure you have for the fall festivals. Yeah. When there's like a big thing, it continuously walks up. It's It's like a a ramp. ramp. Yeah, yeah, there's three ramps. Goes, that's that was one of the biggest like things I liked about your school was how handicapped accessible it was. Mm-hmm. I said that at the fall festivals when I was like nine years old. I was like, wow, this place is really handicapped and yeah. accessible. You used accessible too. That was one in the spelling bee too. You yeah. used it, yeah. So yeah, I would walk up it, and when I'd get up the first ramp, I remember my first class was in the top, very top. I would turn around and wave at every oh. ramp. I was literally an anime character. Yeah, you were. That's so cute. <laughs> You were meant for this. I know. So yeah, she's just going night-night, though, on this adventure. Uh, the Tanji and Nezuko Chronicles adventures. Okay? Okay. I don't like that they're stealing our name, but go for it. Yeah, I like, though, how she just turns... Uh, the box, obviously, is not big enough for her in her full form. She's just got to get a little tiny. Uh, it was the weirdest animation this show has done so far when I... It didn't show her getting in. It just showed her under the blanket. And I was like, at first, it looked like she was crawling further in the blanket. I never got the impression, oh, she's shrinking to get in the box. Then all of a sudden, she was just in the box. Yeah. And they wa- I was on that scene for like 15 seconds. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, that, <clears throat> that's probably the coolest thing that she does. Her coolest Shrink. power. Yeah. I don't care what she does the rest of the show. That's my favorite thing she does. Okay. So he enters a town in his flip flops, of course. Still rocking the flops. With socks. With, with socks. socks. I like this town. But yeah, still rocking the flops with socks. I don't understand how he's so mobile with this. I think oh I need God. to start rocking this to see if I can do these tricks and maneuvers that especially later on, but it's just so dangerous. I don't know how this is like held up for so long. 
And how is nobody like walking up to him and saying, what are those? Right. You know? Yeah. Remember when people used to do that? Yeah. Or damn, Daniel. <laughs> I don't know why. Back I at it again with the socks and the flip flops. <laughs> yeah. Damn, Daniel. The and then, and then next thing you know, next thing you know, you turn on the TV and Tanji's on Ellen. Yeah. He just gets on Ellen. God, that was the best thing Ellen's ever done for this country. <laughs> Brought on damn Daniel. Whatever happened to Daniel? I don't know. Daniel? I was just thinking, what do you think that guy's doing nowadays? He's definitely like president of some company. He might be president of Vans. I bet he's wearing Vans. Yeah. So we get a look at Kabuki. Uh, this was the guy that it showed in the like the last episode, right? When it was saying, "Oh, the town of a this town is where girls have gone missing." He was walking with this young girl right. at night, presumably his girlfriend, and or she, his sister, or his sister. Suster. I think it's <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's definitely his sister. It is his sister? Yeah. Okay, so he's walking with his sister. They were getting a little handsy. This is kind of weird. Um, and she just vanished right from out, right from beside him. He just, he was like, what, what happened? Okay. We get a look at this guy and he looks not, he looks down so badly. He's okay. looking rough. He's looking rough at this point. We don't know what has gone on. He's too young to be hitting the bottle as hard as it would take yeah. to look like this. So I don't know. We obviously know he'd be upset that his sister's gone missing, but it also looks like he's been, you know, tossed around a little bit. It looks like me after a night out with the boys. I put that right here. So you're not wrong. Does they the pound bottle. on you? Yeah. The boys. I mean, the boys. So Tanji walks, he sees him, walks up to him, asks what happened, and that's when he starts telling him, and Tanji has to pull out the sniffer, Okay. This introduced another aspect to the show I hadn't really thought about, and I wish they had talked about more early on, the investigative part of demon hunting. I realize that Tanji has a sniffer on him, but it seems like that is special to him. How are all these other demon slayers? Well, Kodaki, I think, was mentioned. He's got that, too. Well, right. I mean, look at his red rocket, yeah. of course. So I don't know, maybe they all have that. Maybe they all have an enhanced uh, either thing that or, or maybe some of them have like enhanced seeing. Perhaps sight. that's just they haven't said it. And at this point, I'm like, all his training, the whole test to become a demon slayer was all based off like basically physical combat stuff and like positioning. It had nothing to do with like investigative work. So. I'm interested to see more parts of that in the demon slayer hunting job because like if you don't have the sniffer this this particular first level mission is pretty difficult yeah yeah so he just starts sniffing the whole town around there's some people looking at him like what's going on i'm just gonna start going into random cities and just sniffing everywhere okay what people say yeah because at first you're like oh okay like from our perspective we're like okay oh this is awesome he's he's doing the lord's work looking for this demon but then you think about it, if you're one of those townspeople, you'd be like, what in the fuck is this guy doing? Well, we, we literally get scenes of like showing the smells wafting around him. Yeah. And like thermal coloring. Everyone else is just like, who is this guy rocking so many different colors? Who is this pervert? Sniffing the air. Sniffing around, looking for these young children. So Kazumi, his name is Kazumi. I don't know what happened with my title either. Um, we find out, gives, gives a little flashback. He was beat up 
by his father for having his sister disappear. And this poor guy, I mean, he there's nothing he could have done about it. Nothing like watching a little child abuse to get you in the right mindset to try and find some demons. Now, would you say your little brother, Travis, was a girl? You're... So, Travis becomes my sister. Yeah, he becomes your sister. He is 15, 16 years old. You're about 19. Yeah. You're walking around town with him, with her, and she gets stolen. Right. Would Lars, your father, when you come back and all your excuse was, she just disappeared from beside me, mm-hmm. would he beat you? I No, I don't think it would come to uh, hand-to-hand combat with my father. I do think that maybe he'd be mad because it is like it is one of those things where it doesn't sound good. It sounds, I mean, it sounds like you're a terrible brother, but right. like what could he have done? Because for some reason, it still seems like a lot of people just don't even know about demons in the first place. So when, but it's all like, it's all like mythical. They like somewhat know, but it's like, well, I don't know if that's actually happening. At the same time though, if it happens every single night, it's like, why were you letting us just stroll around the streets in the dark anyway? Yeah. But then it also makes him seem like the number one suspect of stealing them. Maybe he hit his sister, you know? Okay. There's some bad vibes going around here. So, yeah, Tanji just keeps sniffing around the ground, um, looking totally normal. Uh, And then he sniffs all the way to nighttime. He just keeps sniffing all day. Hopefully Tanji eliminates the demon that is that boy's father. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was bringing out the demons. He had definitely, he's a drinker, his father, I'm guessing. And we start getting some creepy, eerily demon music. And I love when the show brings this type of music around. You know, something creepy. Creepy crawly. Creepy crawly. That's, that's a good word for it. Creepy crawly music. As you know, I'm a big fan of OSTs. And when, you know, stuff like this comes on, it just arouses me. Yeah, yeah. You love them so much, you don't even know the names, even though they're on your Spotify playlist. So we get a young lady, okay? We go to a random household. She's walking through, you know, her Japanese sliding door. So awesome. I love, dude, I always love the settings of these houses. Me too. I'm always like, why is it not like that other places? I know. I know. And we see a wet black puddle near her. Okay? She's First of all, this young woman, she's doing what she, you need to do. She's staying inside. Yeah. She was right until up to for uh, right until time for bed she's hanging out with her mom and she says all right mom i'm staying inside i'm going to bed yeah this is what in in horror movies you always got the idiots that walk outside do stupid things she's just living her normal life inside that's what you got to do following the rules she then goes to her bedroom where she starts to lay this is what i like about japanese things as well they sleep on the floor with like a uh what do you call it like a a mat, basically. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't like this. Uh, the there's certain things that. Well, yeah, yeah. You don't keep anything clean. You're imagine you sleeping on the floor. There are bugs and stuff. Oh wow, bugs. The not bed, scared. The bed frame is a nice invention. It allows wow. for storage underneath. Not a fan of frames. I will call it as I see it. The sliding doors and decor is something I'm all about. You got to get off the ground though. Lift That's it up. How- Humans were meant to sleep on grounds. Lift it up a little bit. Humans were also meant to be naked. Look at you now. Take off those clothes, buddy. You want me to take them? I'll take them off. Take them off right now. I will take them off right now, okay? (laughs) He didn't. Well, I will. 
Okay. My mom wasn't in this room right now. I would take it off. Okay. So she lays down, and then we get a puddle. That wet black puddle comes crawling around again. It's a it's a classic case of the Ivan ooze from the film Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, you have. Um, but yeah, the puddle comes up right under her mat. This is where she probably needed a bed. Yeah. I feel like this would have helped out a lot I here. I do too. And it grabs her by the mouth, tells her to be quiet. This shit would be horrifying. This is a pretty... I normally, when animated stuff like this, normally doesn't get to me, but this was actually like really creepy. This was creepy to where I was thinking... I'm not even kidding. I went back and checked like what the rating for the show is. It was like TV 14. Because I was like, this is something where if a young Ronnie at like even... 12? 10 to 12, I'll say. If I saw that, it would keep me up at night. Because I would just be... You, you ever have like... um, My big thing was when I was a kid, if I like was sleeping with like a shirt off and I put my arm over my head exposing my pit... I would have this imagination of like a witchy hand with like long nails going and like scratching my armpit. So I would always what? <laughs> That's kind of strange. I know never... this. You never had like a um. Not anything with my pits. No, I'm not saying the pits. Did you ever think like getting your head about some arm just like coming out from underneath your bed and like lifting if up. my if i had like my, my arm dangling off the edge of the bed i did like sometimes think what if yeah. someone just reached up and grabbed my arm so it wasn't so much like a uh, being scared of my pits as much as it was just like that position left me exposed yeah. and i had to get more into a ball oh uh, and then keeping my closet door wide open that was always a mistake because even if it's dark and you can't really see it for some reason, it feels like the door is just slowly opening mm-hmm. up. Yep. Creepily. So, yeah, if I was introduced to the idea that there could just be like a black sludge hole that goes around my bed and I just wake up with something around my mouth being dragged oh, inside God. of it. Ugh. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. He drags her in and that's when Tanji, of course, with the best sniffer in this world, he smells it. He's Or I put best sniffer east of the Mississippi. Okay. okay, all right. Yeah, because we don't know what's west of it. Yeah, that is true. So he sniffs it out, and he starts running, okay? He just goes straight after it. He says he smells a demon and a female. He mentions that he does smell that the demon has a female capture. Which, be careful. He does need to be, be careful, careful about that. Be careful, be careful. And this super jump. Did we know that he could super jump like this? I mean, I knew that he was like... Uh, we, I mean, we knew he had like great enhanced. speed and I knew he was enhanced. enhanced. This, it might have just been because they did kind of go with like a uh, a floor view, a floor shot. Um, it looks like he jumps nine stories. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he jumped nine stories, but he definitely jumped like two or three stories. Still pretty crazy. No, it's crazy because even this guy is like, holy shit! When it happens, like he's he's thinking in his head, like, oh man, is this a real live DS? Yeah. He's like, am I in the show DS? He's like, I've heard about him. But. Yeah. So he then gets to his position. He's sniffing around, and he grabs his sword and just basically guesstimates of where, where the puddle is. on the. Or he doesn't know it's a puddle. He just get, he smells it, and he's like, I'm just going to stab the ground right here. He ends up stabbing right through the portal. The little, I call it a, uh, what do I call this thing? Yeah, what do you call it? Tell me what you call it. Okay. I. It's a blood demon art is what I'm going with. Right. Puddle 
portation. He stabs right through the puddle portation. Okay. All right. Sure. Why not? And he gets a little bit of the cloth from the female, and she pops right out, and he snatches her up. And we see the backside of this demon, right? Correct. It was at this point when I saw that, I thought this demon was going to be sexy as hell when they were showing yeah. this long blue hair with the fishnet sleeves. And it, and we find out it is. Wow, was I in for a <laughs> surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then this demon pops up and just starts grinding its oh. teeth in the most disturbing manner. I hate when people bite down on their teeth. But this takes it to a whole nother level. No, I've never seen Ugh. this in any kind of TV show or anything like that. Ugh. This was uncomfortable. The screeching sound that it made. Ugh. I can't stand that, man. I really did not like it. Mm-mm. This second half of this episode, it was like, it was horror-induced. Mm-hmm. It was pretty spooky. And I put here, he can still smell this goober even when it's puddled up. Goober, nice. Okay. When, when you're a puddle, and when you're a puddle creation, it's... Yeah. Right to call you a goober. A portating puddle master. I mean, this mm-hmm. guy... But then wait, there's three of them, okay? We know... Then three of them pop up. Like, what is happening here, okay? We've got a little BDR. They got BDA. horns. They got horns, ones, and that's how you tell them apart. Yeah, so Tanji, he jumps up. He starts using waterfall bliss, okay? Okay. <laughs> what is up with the water? It's all the different forms of fighting. They never talk about water or like where it comes from, why and demons they've never can mention these use... techniques. You it's I mean? just—is it just what it's called? And then they add water. In. Is there actual water? Is he making I don't actual think water? So it's I just think, animation. I think it's just animation, and I believe that. I believe that the techniques. They that's just the ancestral name that they have for them is water based. Well, like I know, yeah, like Avatar, the mm-hmm. Last Airbender. They the water benders. The whole thing is like they they move like flowing water and stuff. If that's what they're doing, that's fine. But then they throw me off by when he does it. It shows like waves yeah. crashing and stuff. But then it never splashes. So I'm like, okay, is that just to show the animation? I of think like it's just the water to show thing? the animation of okay. the water. All right. And then they were talking about fire last episode and how he's. So it's all pretty confusing. There's so many water moves, but yet they've never gone in yeah. depth about them. That's when we go into the calling card, favorite part of the episode. Then we go to a flashback, okay? We've got Sensei telling Tanji that the type of demon with the blood that can turn humans into, or that can turn demons back into humans, there's only one of them. I'm following you. And that's the original demon that went from human to demon, the very first one, 1,000 years ago. We need his blood. We need his blood. Or her blood, did they say? He said his. Okay, all right. And he says he probably knows how to, uh, to turn your sister back to human. So he's... He sounded very sure about it, but then he goes, he probably knows. Well, then he's also like, I can do nothing else for you except tell you exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. Because now I know you're a level one demon slayer who has not successfully completed a mission, but this is what you need to be on the lookout for is the oldest one. Yeah. And he says, he ends up saying this guy's name too. He goes, the man... We get a little slide image of him. Yeah. It's this a, man wears a top hat It's type a really thing. easy name to say. Muzan... Kabaduzis. Mm-hmm. A guy like Muzan, top hat. Yeah. 
I mean, what is, what else do you expect? Anyone, I dare you to show me a Muzan who's not wearing a top hat. I mean, it looked, he looks so snazzy, too. I, I'm so excited. Chad, I cannot begin to explain how excited I am to find this guy. Okay. He's a very snazzy guy. I mean, he looks like he's running like a yeah. television program. He's got a top hat. Yeah. I bet he's got a cane, too. Was there a cane? I think there was a cane. In, I'm, in my mind, there's a cane. He will, he will have a monocle. And oh, okay. Even uh, if he doesn't have a monocle... Okay, here's one thing for sure. I'm pretty sure he has a monocle. If he doesn't, his crow has a monocle. And oh, I think the crow God. has a monocle no matter what. So, so this guy, not only does he have a top hat, he has a crow as well. He, yes, he's got a crow. Because okay. he's like... He is the main demon. And so... They all know about him, and he even he'll send like teasing messages to the demon slayer sometimes with his own crow. Okay, I like that. Or some uh, form of bird. It might not Dude, be a crow, I but like it will that. be wearing a monocle. He like lures in some of the demon slayers. He sends a crow and says, "Hey, come here. You yeah. got a mission." And it's just him just fucking them up. Look at the guy's top hat like and that. tell me that he's not operating at mastery levels. It's just not. I wouldn't believe you. So then we go back to the fight. And we see that Tanji, his attack, he missed. He just sliced off like all their arms in one swoop. And he said it was too shallow, so he's not getting deep enough. They're throwing him off. This little whole blood demon art thing, he's not used to it. Then he realizes that it's the same demon. It's not three of them. They've just replicated. So he uses water breathing second form water wheel. Okay. And it almost works, but it's too shallow again. <laughs> the the water is too shallow. And what I'm getting from this, the water wheel is basically just him doing a 360 with a sword. Okay. Some of the techniques are pretty simple. He could just say 360 sword right. action. There's no reason to add water to it. It's yeah. just you're doing a circle. The demon then scurries off and starts screeching at him. And, he, and then he yells, that girl is going to go stale on me. Ugh. Which is ugh. just, ugh. I know that it's a demon, so it's not even going to try and be careful, but I still feel the need to be like, be careful. Well, he's stale. And then he says that young girls around 15 to 16 taste the best, which. And also, it's talking about, like, it needs it right now. Like, she's getting ready. Like, at midnight, she hits her birthday, and when she turns 17, she becomes stale. Yeah. It's like, come on, hold Play the long game a little bit. She's not going to go stale overnight. Well, yeah, that was the second one that said. And then the third one, which they're all the same demon, but the third one starts doing the grinding thing again. And this one, I guess, can't talk. And I couldn't tell which one I was more mad at. This one's talked for sure. This is his weird side. The demon then shows after uh, after the young boy. He, he asks about his sister. The demon then shows all the hair ties of all the young girls that he's eaten and shows that one of the hair ties is, in fact, his sister, and he devoured her yesterday. I mean, this poor guy, this is brutal, too. I, I figured that they were dead, but then to have this moment where it shows like the trophies that it's collected oh, yeah. and right in front of this guy and be like, oh, yeah, thanks for holding that girl, but your sister is so totally dead. We ate her last night. Ugh mean that's just really mean yeah this sends tanji into flashbacks of his own family okay he then starts pulling off 
some of the most badass dodges. This animation right here and like him, the fluid movements, like sometimes they just go slow-mo, but right here it's all fast-paced. He's dodging, weaving, winding. This is a, what everything that Yurokodaki taught this guy, okay? It, when I didn't like, at one point he like attacked one. He's like, oh no, I'm too close to the wall. And then the thing comes out and he handles it absolutely fine. Well then, yeah, and then that happens. And then the wall happens, dodges, dodges. He's about to get snatched up when Nezuko kicks out of the box, kicks the shit out of the demon's head as it does like a 720 around its neck. Yep. You are very good at calculating degrees in which things turn. That's You've, what I've found about this episode. Yeah, it was about 720, don't It was you about think? 720 degrees. This gets the puddle man, the puddle portation device, confused that a demon is helping a human. He's like, what on earth is happening here? This never happens. It says, oh my god, it's, an, it's a swordsman accompanied by a demon. <laughs> Nezuko then turns to the boy and the girl that he's holding and puts her hand on them as she's thinking of her own siblings. And this is... This is so cute. It's like... She's cute to begin with. This is just... This will make your heart bleed a little bit. It's like if you sleep, okay, weird. If you sleep 23 hours a day, but during that one hour you come out and do cute things like this, I'm fine with it. I'll carry you around all day. And I'm sure this guy too, though, is probably pissing his pants that a demon is about to touch him. Yeah. But then just does that. But then this is kind of what I referred to in the last episode. She does, when she's with them, she looks human. Other than maybe like her mm -hmm. nails, like she doesn't have like weird facial expressions or whatever, like the demons kind of have, where it's like they're tensed up or something like that. Yeah, everything's relaxed. She just looks kind of like Nezuko, but then as soon as she turns to the portal portation device, I think is what you called it, she goes demon mode. Oh yeah, that's also when we see that Nezuko is sleeping while Red Rocket pulled a little sneaky maneuver on her. Be careful, Red Rocket, and used hypnotic suggestion on her. And he said that he said, all humans are family, protect humans, and never forgive those that bring harm to humans. This was a great twist at the end of the episode. I like what this means for the story. I like that she gets to like team up with Tanji, and she's going to be all this demon that's all about humans. We don't have to do this thing constantly of like, oh, is she going to attack Tanji, yeah, or whatever. It's just known that. And Yurokodaki, he said, "I can do nothing else for you." Well, he did something else again. <laughs> he did like one of the biggest things ever, which was yeah. complete mind control over someone in a coma. <laughs> and then he says, "After this, I can do nothing else for you or her." All right, this is the last thing. She then turns to the uh, the puddle man. And start sprinting at him to give what looks to be one of the coolest kicks ever. And that's right where we end off. Can't wait to see that kick next End episode. of episode. I know. That's one of those where you're like, you normally don't get fired up about things like that. Or I don't. Like uh, You get left on like a uh, cliffhanger and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to see next episode. I just want to see the end of that kick. I just want to see what kind of combat she's got. Yeah. See what she's made of. But yeah, that was another fun episode. And... I am. That was, out of the two past episodes, that was like the thing that got me most excited. It was like that new story point of, okay, she's going to be all four humans and she's going after these demons instead. Yeah, yeah and, and seeing them team up, like that's definitely going to be, real. that's going to be one of the most exciting things to happen in the story for sure. A prediction, 
this, I think beginning on or early on, I was thinking the entire story's plot point was the fact that we were going to try and get her to become a human. I think that that's going to happen sooner than we think. And Nezuko and Tanji will be demon sl- She becomes a demon slayer after she turns back into a human and they, the story branches off. I like that. She becomes a demon slayer and Tanji becomes a demon. They Whoa. just switch places. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. You got anything else? That about covers it. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.